This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The Federal Reserve is changing its monetary policy from accommodation via expanding the money supply to dialing back the open spigot of cash that has been keeping the economy well-fed and watered for nearly two decades. The Fed has two mandates, fund full employment and control inflation. One could argue that the Fed has done such a tremendously good job of sustaining the first through the pandemic that it overshot the runway, contributing to an inflation problem that is now the focus of their decision to begin to tighten. Fiscal and monetary policy work together, and most of us got ACHs from the government that spent money that it did not have with the pandemic as an excuse. The Fed wanted the government to do that so that they would have federal borrowing that they could monetize. This money was not raised through taxation or investors buying treasuries, unless you call the Fed an investor. This was historical in scope, but all things come to an end. It is announced that it will be putting less punch in the punch bowl, intending to rein in the party. I think that this is a big deal. The Fed had depressed interest rates so that savers were being sacrificed for what was seen as the greater good. 0.4% interest paid on CDs today pales relative to inflation. Set against the rate of inflation, real interest rates are deeply negative. Rate hikes now forecast by the Fed will only close the gap slightly. Extraordinarily low rates were meant to drive savers into becoming investors. The Fed has grown its balance sheet to spur growth and allow the economy to recover from shocks such as the subprime mortgage collapse and pandemic. They have created over $8.5 trillion in money supply held on their balance sheet, and somewhat surprisingly, It is only now contributing to a concerning rise in inflation. It took a while. They want 2% inflation in order to keep the economic juices flowing, but 7% hurts a significant segment of the population. We now have an underemployment problem in this country. There are more jobs than they can find employees to fill. I've noted that inflation is wage and price inflation, and wages have had the most significant jump in what has been a long dry spell of stagnant income for the working class. Higher costs, however, are soaking up those wage gains almost as quickly as they are won. The following is a quote by Warren Buffett on the impact of inflation on business. Inflation acts as a gigantic corporate tapeworm. That tapeworm preemptively consumes its requisite daily diet of investment dollars, regardless of the health of the host organism. Regardless of a company's profits, it has to spend more on receivables, inventory, and fixed assets to simply equal the unit volume of the previous year. Warren described high inflation as a tax on capital that dissuades corporate investment. Inflation adds another component to management. Farmers are learning that firsthand. Grain prices have gone up, but so have input costs. In 2020, we did not sell any grain, so benefited from that round of price inflation with sales in 2021. In late 2021, I covered all of our 2022 input purchases before input cost inflation soared, and are now marketing the crop into price strength. We have virtually no 2022 new crop sold, and I am in fact long new crop corn as of this writing. I feel that we are positioned for another year of excellent profits. It is 2023 that I am most worried about. 
we were able to price 2022 crop inputs before the costs surged. These costs may back up a little, but they are going to sustain much of these gains, and we will be looking at a seriously high cost structure for 2023 inputs. Interest rates will be rising too. While headlines read like 2022 will see grain production margins squeezed, I think that the real test of management will be in the following year, 2023. Deflation on the cost side was much easier to manage than inflation. Deflation required less management. The longer you dawdled in making input purchases, the cheaper prices got. In fact, it paid to procrastinate on input purchases. Marketing was harder during deflation as you had to be more proactive in forward pricing while taking advantage of things like market carry. The major trends of commodities and inputs was lower. That is no longer the case. One could argue that along with underlying inflation, that what we will have to manage is extreme volatility. Funds avoided commodities as an asset class during deflation, so volatility contracted. Inflation has brought the commodity sector back to life. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.